Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Ha! Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. The Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Have we forgotten how to do this, Justin? It's uh, It's been a while. It has been, been a, a long time. A long, long time. So I think the last time we did this show together was maybe June? <sighs> Five months? Yeah, I can't believe we haven't seen each other since then. I, I can't believe it's been that long since I've seen you. So how you been? Is it good summer? Pretty good. Good, yeah, good it fall? Was good. It was good. Yeah, I think things were good. <laughs> so the last show we did here... Well, the last time this show aired, episode 362, back on July 31st, but you weren't here. It was, I was uh, not. I was, I was at the beach. Paul Roberts filling yes. in, talking NFL. It was the end of our NFL preview. So we're back here a good, what, four months later nearly? Mm-hmm. We're 11 weeks almost into the NFL season now. Which is crazy. We can revisit our predictions. Yeah. But no, obviously, anyone that follows our lives knows that we've seen each other a bunch over the uh, last few months on yes. the other show, yes, on the, the Bulldog Hour, which is our high school football podcast focusing on the Wilson Westlawn Bulldogs here in Berks County, Pennsylvania. That was a lot of fun. We did really 16 straight shows. We did uh, two off-season shows and then dove right in with uh, episode three of season eight of the Bulldog Hour, and we rolled right through August, September, October, and into November with that show. Had a lot of fun. Paul Roberts guested on that, as well as Mike Drago and Jeff Reinhardt, uh, local Lancaster Levin Burks writers. Appreciate all of them taking the time to join us. We kicked off the show way back in February of this year with Jim Berkman from Spotlight on Burks. Had a lot of good discussions. Great time talking Wilson Bulldogs football and you know just Berks County football in general. But we're back now to talk about the big boys and the National Football League. And we are excited to give our take on the NFL season to date because we've missed 
a bunch. A lot has happened since we last did our predictions in June and July. Yeah, a lot has happened. And, uh, you know, so far, plenty that we actually want to talk about in the NFL. Like, not like you and I will talk NFL all the time, no matter what. But a lot of times, you know, over the years, it's it's just like venting. Right. <laughs> not to say that there hasn't been any of that, but, um, you know, there's also been plenty of, uh, all right, you know, we'll take this, you know, which again, we'll take as much of that as we can get. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it was good. Um, plenty of NFL stuff to take place. Um, you know, I know we mostly talk NFL, but there's, you know, the college stuff, it's crazy. Like only one week left in the regular season of, oh, NFL, or of college football. Really? It's, it's crazy, you know, um, but yeah, it's that time of year. They're getting, other than July, this is like one of the best times of the year <laughs> coming into it. <laughs> you so, and your July. So, oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Everyone knows that July is just like the worst month well, of the and, year. And, you know, I know that people like your dad are just chomping at the bit for I know us to do to a s- whole show on the World Cup. I knew tonight. you were about to say, <laughs> I knew what you were going to say. Yeah, we're, this is our World Cup preview. Uh, I have nothing to say about that other than I, I wish the, I did enter a World Cup uh, contest. <laughs> of course so. you did. Yeah. I, I do hope that the Americans have a good showing. They didn't get to compete four years ago, I believe. They didn't yeah, even make I'm the field. I'm not sure they have in the last two. I'm well, they sure. missed the last two. I know they competed. No, they competed uh, in 2014. Okay. I got it mixed up. I have it mixed up You're with thinking about the Olympics. Olympics yeah. yeah. Which the Olympic stuff is weird too, though. But um, All of it is weird. It's all weird. Like they, I can't keep track of how they... Do qualifications for Olympics and World Cups. Well, if anybody... To be fair, I have very little interest in knowing how they do it. But an outsider perspective, very layman... All you need to know... I have no idea. All you need to know is FIFA runs the show. Oh, well, there's your problem. (laughs) There's your problem. I mean, you said it perfectly the other day when you said FIFA is a perfect example of being government. Right, right. It's like the caricature of of government. I, I just love how it's just an even worse version of the IOC. Like, everyone's like, the Olympics are so corrupt, and FIFA's like, hold my beer. Right. I feel like there's still a decent amount where the IOC, like, tries to get it right. I think FIFA's just, like... Tries. to Right. Right. Well, it's all relative. Compared to FIFA, I feel like they try to get right. it right. There isn't a... FIFA's <laughs> just like, this is the way we do it. You can say what you want, but we're done. I mean, you can even put the guy on TV and he says, I'm defending, I'm defending injustice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm assuming he misspoke, but like, we'll, we'll take him at his word. Oh, oh boy. Um, yeah, an attempt was made, huh? Yeah. That's so anyway, about it. So yes, that's our World yes, Cup yes, yes. preview. Go, go USA. Go USA. <laughs> right. Uh, Quasi local. Christian Pulisic on the team. He's like the big name, too, the one that everyone pulls for. Um, Hershey area, I believe. Did you see the things going around uh, the banners from Ted Ted Lasso? Yeah, that's Uh, awesome. Coach Beard, the alter ego, putting those up, and there was one on a barn. I think it was a barn outside of Hershey. outside of Hershey, yep. Very cool. Going around in the hometowns. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a cool idea. And so, I, I do, I do wish them the best. I have nothing oh, against it, just them like, for any reason. It, you know, just like anything else, it gets with success. It gets exciting. You know, like it gets exciting to see, and hopefully they can make a. I'm not saying they'll make a run at a World Cup. Like I don't 
think yeah. we're quite there. But like they need in reality, they need to advance out of the group stage. Right. Quarterfinals, um, I think have would a shot. be nice. They have a shot. Um but you just you, you never know. Need to start with the win tomorrow. They they start against Wales tomorrow. You need to win that one because you look at it, that's one of the teams we need to be ahead of. What at, at the end of the group stage, that's one of the teams we need to right. be ahead of. It would be nice to see him make the quarterfinals, like be part of yeah. the final eight, yeah. that group of eight. It would be, an, I think that would be an, a, a big accomplishment, right? To to lose, to get to a point where you lose to a team that is quote unquote just better than us, as opposed to a team like I feel like we should beat. You know yeah. what I mean? So we'll see though, because so, whew, you never know. I have very little history with the World Cup. Yeah. Honestly, I don't believe I can remember anything from any World Cup other than. 2006 and 2014 2006 i was in college so like there was a lot of college friends and acquaintances people around the apartment that wanted to watch it and i believe that was one was it italy and france and it was like the zidane the headbutt or whatever yeah so i remember that one obviously u.s um wasn't in the final wasn't wasn't good enough to to be part of that that gang they played in it they participated then 2014, I remember getting behind it, probably because of you, because I don't know why else I would have cared that much. I drew you in. But honestly, I think they ended up not doing as well as people thought they would do in 2014. That's probably accurate. And then they didn't get to participate in the last one. Right. And obviously, we all remember the, the Women's World Cup that the U.S. hosted right. um, in, the, in the 90s that got everyone excited about. And the women have done very well. Very well, and it's always the year after the men's, right? It's always the year yeah, after. Is it yeah. the same thing for Qatar well, here? Well, it is, but it's less than a year because they offset it from okay. June to now because they'd rather play in the hundred degree heat than the so they're playing five degree heat. Oh, but when are the women playing? Is I it, think this coming year. Right, right, right. But like next fall, they're not going to play in the summer like they normally. Well, oh, play. I don't know if it's there. I, oh, I is it not there? I, I thought they I just followed up. Is it not? I don't think so. I, oh, think, okay. it, I think it's a different site. See, this I'm showing my... I, I don't know, though. I, I don't know that like okay. for a fact, but I think it's a different I, site. I guess I just thought they were using the same facilities, but I guess that's I don't not how it happens. So. I feel like that would be very interesting given this scenario. Like, even more interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So let's yeah. move off of this topic before things Your really... Your dad's uh, already turned it off. He's like, I'm not paying to watch this All right. crap. All right. Soccer. Uh-huh. No. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, good luck to the, the men's national yeah. team. I, yeah. I, I hope they win. I hope they... Is that game tomorrow? Tomorrow, against too. Against Wales. Yep. Um, Which I like because if we were to make it out of the group stage, having early... Uh, Having early games in the group stage means I think that there's a little less time for your... Or a little more time between your last group game and your next round game. Well, I could have said that at 2 o'clock on a Monday afternoon, I can't think there'd be anything that would be more important to me than a world a men's World Cup game. And then Navy Athletics decided to oh, say yes. they were yes. unveiling their Army-Navy game uniform at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So I'm not sure. I want, I'm honestly. I saw some people giving, not giving them flack, but asking like, is it that really happening at the same time as the game? So I, I don't know how much they care about that. I don't know if they'll be. I don't want to call it damage control because honestly, it was just a little oversight. I, if I, you even consider it, I, that. Feel, I feel like it might be a great time because I feel like social media is going to be flooded with people. It's true. And so like, so you get people to retweet, and others are going right. to see it. There's and it's going to be like. Uh, in the general go USA theme. Like I feel like I feel like it fits. Like I don't 
I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to take away. I don't feel like anyone's going to be like, oh, man, I wish there was more soccer stuff on my feed, but the Navy uniform stuff is taking it all up. And I don't feel like people looking for Navy uniform stuff are probably going to be over inundated with soccer stuff. I don't know. So I I don't know. It's supposed to be two o'clock tomorrow. I'm very anxious for this because I don't know if we've said this on the show. If we did, it was on this show five months ago, probably. But Justin and I, along with Jamie and my dad, are going to the Army-Navy game on December 10th in Philadelphia. It's the last time it's in Philly for like five years. Yeah, for a while. So we wanted to make sure we got in there. We were supposed to go years ago. It didn't work out. Then the COVID obviously threw a wrench into so many things. But here we are in 2022 now, Philadelphia, December 10th. We are going to the game. We have our tickets. Yeah. Which is exciting. But tomorrow, Navy is unveiling the uniform. And I've loved everything they've done over the last, like, 12 to 15 years that they've been doing this. I'm just anxious that I won't like it as much and I'll be disappointed, especially if I love the Army uniforms. So I'm cautiously optimistic I'm going to like it because I've liked everything they've done to date. But it's one of those things. I don't want to go to the game where I'm not a fan of the uniforms, but I'll, I'll take it. I don't want to sound uh, ungrateful because I'm super excited to, to go to the game. They're just replicas of the men's uh, soccer <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> oh, man. What if it did have a World Cup theme to it? Because it's happening. I mean, they're announcing it the first U.S. game and then – the Army Navy game is a week before the championship, right? Because right, isn't the right. championship on my isn't it on my birthday, the eighteenth, the the World Cup final? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. So I and, you meant the Army Navy game. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, the I know, Army Navy game is on the tenth, right, right? But the World Cup um, final, the championship right. game yes. is, I believe, yes, on I Sunday believe the eighteenth. Um, speaking of Navy, big win yesterday for them. <sighs> yeah, upsetting UCF, right? Uh, yeah. Top twenty team, UCF. Yeah, right. Threw a wrench Ranking into ZF the, who's going to the their conference championship game. Threw a wrench into the possibly the group of five bowl representative in the New York Six because yeah. now Tulane can sneak in there. I hope they right. do. I'd love to see Tulane in there. It's an underrated yeah. uniform set right there. Yes, when it they is. run roll out all, the, all white and that, that and that fighting wave. It's awesome. Yes, uh, that that is that mini helmet is on my short list of ones to add That's to the cool collection. Cool. So that logo of the fighting wave yes. reminds me of Columbia. It's, yeah, that, there's a fighting wave painted on the gym wall. Like, I really like that. Awesome. It comes full circle. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's, I guess, quick do our little housekeeping here and uh, thank our presenting sponsor, May Sandwich Shop, my dad. because of the soccer. He did. He texted me like 10 minutes ago. He's like, if you're talking World Cup, I'm out. (laughs) So uh, too bad. Thanks for joining us for a bit, Dad. But thank you for your support, as always. (laughs) The men's national team thanks you for for your support as well. But... We're going to talk football now, and that's all it's going to be. Um, I guess real quick, Penn State, 9-2. and two. Yeah. Well, game, one game left, one more win, double-digit wins, most likely going to a New Year's Six Bowl. I guess I'd be surprised that they would pass over a 10-2 and two Penn State team that's rolling. Nothing nothing would surprise but, me. Well, but like, you look at the AP poll, and you can just roll your eyes. Right, right. But, like, I also look at – Yeah. I, there are some things that could help Penn State, like definitely get in there, um, including we need chaos in the Pac-12. That's what we need. Yeah, well, yeah, and USC plays Notre Dame this week, which I saw a lot of Penn State fans Go lamenting, lamenting over that exact fact. Yes, it would help. It would help Penn State's Rose Bowl specifically see, bid if if USC loses. But see, USC is up to five, even if they lose to Notre Dame, who then will move to nine and three. 
USC's not dropping below Penn State. No, I, I can't. But it I keeps mean, up, unless they get no, blown but out. But what they're looking is to get two Big Ten teams into the playoff. Oh, so if you get okay. two Big Ten teams in the playoff, then Penn State right. could go to the Rose Bowl, mm, not just against a, USC. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Unless they would also lose the Pac-12 championship, right? To which, or, or which, who would how that about be against? the Pac-12 gets a lot wrong? The idea of a, gone away with divisions and we're just picking the top two. <laughs> Like we're picking the best two for our conference championship game. What a novel it, concept! It's pretty awesome. Although, imagine if Ohio State Michigan played this week, and then it's like, "Yep, run it back. We're yeah. playing again next week." Yeah. But that aside, how crazy is it that you're going to have a Big Ten championship be like Ohio State or Michigan against S- Iowa, eight and five Iowa, or seven and five Iowa, or whatever? Right. right. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Obviously, they need to move away from that, and they're working on it. It's not going to happen right. next year, right? But it will happen um, in two years, I guess. Yeah, twenty twenty four when so, they have to figure it out because USC and UCLA come in. Yeah. All right. So, I was trying to see if I could pull up the game uh, to to watch while we play this because the Chiefs and Chargers are playing right now, but it's giving me some issues. So we'll check back on that. But yeah, uh, Penn State. Before we move on, hopefully moving to ten and two yeah. with a home win this Saturday against Michigan State. Four o'clock. Are you going? Uh, I'm planning on going. You're Haven't figured out the plans yet. Okay. Weather looks not so great. But, well, yeah, um, they had been calling possibly for snow. Now it looks like it's just going to be cold rain. Yeah. So. Wonderful. Great. So have to figure that part out yet. But uh, yes, the potential will be going up. But I mean, I know people are going to be disappointed. At ten and two, because those two are Michigan and Ohio State. Right. But entering the year, we were talking eight and four, nine and three. So right. if you go ten and two, you have surpassed expectations. And, and I, I talk to people. I'm like, look, I I know ten and two and third best team in the Big Ten is not the ultimate goal for for Penn State in in general. Like I I understand that. However, I think everyone would agree that that is a step above where we've been the last two years, and so. In a path to get back or back, depending on how you want to look at it, to the level where you want to be, 10 and 2 is a step in the right direction, right? 10 and 2, New Year's 6 contender um, is is a step in the right direction from where we've been the last two years. And like, okay, you you know, you're doing what you need to do. You you do that. Um, You know, you get some positive momentum going. You've seen a lot from some of the young guys this year, which is exciting. Right. Um, you've got some things you need to address and get, you know, get more production in some areas, but you've had some guys be, you know, pleasant surprises in some others and, and some contributing earlier than maybe a lot of people thought. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I feel like you've got some momentum to build and hopefully you can – Continue to build some momentum into the December signing day. And then you get some more early enrollees. Some of the early enrollees have done really well um, this year, like Nick Singleton. Right. Um, so, yeah, well, we'll see. Like 10 and 2, again, it, it, it is weird because, like, you lost to the two best teams you played. But you're. I think they're better than a lot of teams would give them credit, especially at full strength. I think they're better than a lot of a lot of college football teams. And I heard this this morning, and it was a really good point. I hadn't honestly thought about it for a couple of weeks. We we talk about the what ifs with the twelve game 
or the 12 team playoff scenarios. But like in terms of somebody was like, they feel like this year is one of the best like advertisements or arguments for um, one of the best arguments for a 12 team playoff. Cause they're like, there is not a like single runaway dominant team. Like right. even Georgia, who in my opinion is the clear number one right now yeah, has, has been pushed that. by a few different teams. Um, but arguably not pushed by the best team they've played right. in, in theory by ranking, which was Tennessee. Um, yeah. So it's just weird, you know, but like they, they, Kent State hung around longer than you would expect against the number one team in the country. Kentucky was we a weird game and they didn't really blow them out like you would think, considering how bad Kentucky's offensive line is. Like there are just lots of things like that. Um and and basically the way he phrased it was you don't look at this year and be like, Oh, the championship, no matter what the playoff ends up being seeding wise, the championship's gonna be Georgia and whoever, or any two teams. Like he's right. like, we've had years where it, where it has been like that. Like it felt like, oh, it doesn't really matter. We're going to end up with an Alabama Clemson final. You know, like there's been years where you could just tell that's how neither it's of those end up. teams might make the playoffs. Right. So I'm and okay so with that. and so now you look at it, they're like, you don't have that feeling at all. And so he's like, he feels like that was a great argument for like, man, we'd see some crazy games with a 12-team playoff, and you put some of those games on campuses. Oh, my gosh. It would would have been incredible. Before this weekend's games, we talked about, man, how cool would it be to go to Rocky Top and see Penn State, Tennessee? Now, I know things are going to get shaken up, and that was... I should preface that was obviously just a made up scenario. Right. It was done by the athletic because they have been saying, hey, what would a 12 team playoff look like if it was starting this year? Which is awesome. I love that they've been doing that because I like to see that visually. And it had last week before this weekend's games, Penn State going to Tennessee, which how awesome would that be? Penn State and Tennessee have played in, in bowl games. I think Penn State's actually beaten them. Possibly every time times. they play, or at least the last I, few the times. The first bowl game I distinctly remember was Penn State beating Tennessee in the Fiesta Bowl. Yes, in the mid nineties, right? Yeah, when yeah. they like it was like a back and forth, and then Penn State just like had like a ten just minute exploded. stretch where they just housed yeah, it just them. exploded. Yeah, yep, yep. I remember that too. I actually remember watching that at my grandparents' farmhouse. <laughs> I remember being on the, we, sitting we were, on the ground we still, watching we that game. We still lived in Jonestown at the time. So, I know that much. So. Yeah, I want to say that. Well, what was that? Was that like the 94 bowl season? Like 93 going into 94? Like before Kerry Collins or was that after Collins? I think it was before. Okay. I so I was thinking it was like it might be that. Actually, I know it was before. Because, well. Well, Kerry would have been the quarterback though still. He could have been the quarterback. But I know like it was before like the Rose Bowl stuff. Like I know that much. Okay. I've got to pull that up. Because we lived in true. Columbia when we went to, when they went to the Rose Bowl because my dad went to the Rose Bowl. I remember that. Which was, I think, January 2nd, 95, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Um, against Oregon, who Oregon could be an opponent for Penn State this bowl season, depending on how things right. shake out. Right. So, yeah. Uh, where were we talking? Oh, yeah. So that's kind of our end of our college stuff. Right. We'll talk more about Penn State as maybe things come into focus about who they're going to be playing and when. But overall, I feel like, honestly, I feel like this has been the best season to date since 2016, just because there was so much hype around 17 and 18 and they, they pooped the bed Yeah, by losing to Ohio state, which I get it. They were devastating losses because you were winning or maybe should have even won those games, but then they had an unthinkable loss to Michigan state that they shouldn't have lost either of those games. 
Like, no. I don't care about the rain delay. Like, don't give me excuses. Right. You don't lose those games. And they lost both of them. Yep. And then uh, last year, they completely imploded after losing Clifford and Mustafer, and they just right. suffered those injuries. But that's also just making excuses, especially when you lose to a team like Illinois in, what, nine, nine overtimes. overtimes. Like, right. you can't do that. So this year, they've done everything they should except beat one of Michigan or Ohio State. They could have, would have, should have beat Ohio State again this year. Mm -hmm. Now, they looked awful against Michigan. I know that's why some people will knock 2022 down a peg because they just got blitzed by the Wolverines. But But it's funny because only because of circumstances, well, yeah, the difference was they they flipped an Ohio State loss slash win in 2016 with a pit loss. Right. Right. And... They like Pitt was nowhere near as good as Ohio State was that year, but they lost that game. It was a young Trace McSorley still. You know, like he made he made that mistake at the end, throwing deep when they just need to keep driving down the field. Yeah, um, but they should have they should have beat Pitt and Michigan. They got housed, but like I look back, people like right off that season. But they have that win over Ohio State. However, they could get a good bowl matchup. And that could be a good, a really good win if they could win that bowl matchup. You know, like if they beat a top ten USC team, or you know, I, I don't know. and I don't know who they'll end up. No, playing, right. But. If if they beat Michigan State this week, which they should, it's at home, it's Senior Day. Right. Michigan State's not very good this year, and you got beat up by the Spartans last year. Yeah. You should be looking for a little bit of revenge and take back that ugly trophy. Finish the season with double digit wins before the bowl game, then go to a New Year's Six bowl, which would be what the third or fourth New Year's Six Bowl in the last seven years or whatever. That's what you should be playing for as your baseline. Like that's where you want to be every year. You want to be 93, 10 and 2, 11 and 1 in the New Year's Six Bowl until you can make that leap into that elite status that Penn State's been chasing for the last five, six years with uh, Coach Franklin. You got to take that next step. And that is the next thing again. But Penn State seems to have the base now that they can continue to be a double-digit win team pushing for the CFP. And right. if the expansion – I mean, you've texted this to me and Adam a few times every time expansion comes up. Media has said multiple times there's only – there's like two teams that would have greatly benefited from an expanded CFP playoff, and Penn State is always number one. Right. Penn State's been on the outside looking in of what would have been They've a – They've been like 12 or higher – numerous times right they would have been in the college football playoff like right. three more times or something right. like that right so penn state is is there they're not part of that you know like five or six elite teams but they're in the 12 great teams right and it, it's absurd to me that people don't like franklin that don't think the program is in the right like we have, and we have this conversation who are you gonna get right who's gonna make you better because it's a very tough decision to make that improves on what we've been getting. And I know 2020 was rough, but hello. Right, that was rough. It was rough for everyone. And then last year's rough, and yes, they need to be better prepared. Like, they, like the Iowa loss, that was tough because you had to put – they were not ready. They weren't ready when – when Quiver got hurt. But they were, they were going to blow the doors off of Iowa. They were blowing the doors off of Iowa. But he got hurt. And, and Iowa then, ended up not being very good last year. Right. Like they ended right. up whittling down the stretch. Right. So, but yeah, it's just, but like I said, win this week against Michigan State, get to 10 and 2, get a good bowl game, 
and then you have you have an opportunity to continue to build momentum. Um, hopefully, they're able to convince some of the guys to stick around. I know some are going to leave, and I, I can't blame them. But like, hopefully, they can convince enough to stick around, and some more young guys step up and continue to recruit at high levels. That's key because, and, and this is what you saw last year. It having one out of every like four or five years having a great recruiting class isn't enough. Right. You need to have a high level recruiting class four, five, six years in a row where you can start stacking those where you've just got so much depth then that you're you're good to go. So we nailed a lot about that 93 Penn State team because that's the year that it was. It was the fall of 1993. The game we we're talking about was played on New Year's Day 1994. However, it was not oh, the Fiesta it, Bowl. It was, it was the Citrus Bowl. But that is the exact game that I remember watching. And I actually was at a game in 1993, I believe it was. So this was the first year Penn State played in the Big Ten. Okay. They had been accepted as a conference member, I think, two years prior to that, but the first football game as members of the Big Ten was September 4th against Minnesota. I remember that because I don't remember if my dad was at that game, but I eventually ended up with a T-shirt that mm. said first Big Ten conference game, Penn State-Minnesota. I wish I still had that. I had it for a long time. But I went to a game a few weeks later. And Penn State started out the season really strong. They started 5-0. and And then what happened? They lost to Michigan and Ohio State back-to-back. So some things never change. But look at the teams that they were playing. Right. A lot of Big Ten teams yeah. in 1993. Uh, Rutgers and Maryland. USC. <laughs> USC, yeah. So they played all Big Ten teams to start right. the season in 1993. Minnesota, USC, at Iowa, Rutgers, at Maryland, all wins. They beat Maryland that year, 70-7, to by the way. Lost to Michigan 21 to 13 at home. That was at uh, Beaver Stadium. Then went to Columbus and lost 24 to 6 to number three Ohio State. And then wouldn't lose the rest of the year. And the game I was at was this one, November 13th against Illinois. I saw Penn State beat Illinois 28 to 14. And I remember that it was that game because it was raining a lot. The parking lots were disgusting. The water was running down the concrete oh. stairs in the stadium. I actually believe my grandparents were there at the game. So uh, it was an interesting experience, but that was my first ever game at Penn State was Penn State's victory over Illinois on November 13th, 1993. Uh, went over uh, the Illinois Illini 28-14. to 14. And then the game in question that Justin and I were mentioning was January 1st, 1994, against number six Tennessee, a 31 to 13 win. So, okay, my first game at Penn State was um, number 12 Penn State beat Ty Detmer and BYU 33 to 7 on September 21st, 1991. Oh, wow. Okay. You got there a couple now, of years before I did. Yeah, that was my first game. And it, I remember it was a night game, late game on ABC. Um, and my dad, we were in Jonestown, and my dad had to preach the next morning, and we didn't get home to like three or something oh, in the yeah. morning. And he's got church at eight o'clock. And we lived literally across the street from the church then. <laughs> but, um, our neighbor across the street had tickets that he couldn't use and he had given us the tickets. So, so that, that was a pretty cool experience. 93 Penn state team was a sign of things to come in 1994. Cause yes. if you're looking at, I have the roster pulled up, they essentially had all underclassmen except for uh, Rob Holmberg at linebacker and Tioka Jackson at defensive line. Everyone else uh, 
was an underclassman yeah. that would come back to play well, the and, next year. Yeah, and here you go. Um, Including the big ones, Collins, Carter, Brady. Right. Backup Ingram. quarterback John Saka related to Penn State recruit now, I think Tony Saka Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, at St. Joe's Prep, but also John Whitman from Wrightsville across the river from Columbia. I met him. He was in a wedding. My dad did. Um, <laughs> Jeff Hardings, you know, guys – yeah, there's big time names there everywhere too. Kyle Brady of uh, Bobby Ingram, who's on the staff at Wisconsin right now. Yeah, I mean, there's just those names. Uh, those names stand out. So, yeah. yeah, it was a that was a fun little trip down memory lane. That is the first Penn State season I can remember. First bowl game and playing Tennessee um, would have been fun. They played Tennessee more recently than nineteen did January first, nineteen ninety four, obviously, in, in another bowl game that I think they won. Uh was that an Outback Bowl? I think so. Like ten years ago? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. They, they all start to run together after after a time. But yeah, so that was uh that was fun. That was good. So let's get back to the NFL now and talk about well, do you want to do week eleven or do you want to talk about these first 10 or 11 games for the teams that maybe are surprising or not. Let's talk about up like year to date. And we can include that for the teams we talk about, we can include talking about this week because I feel like that'll come into play for a couple of them. Okay. So where do you want to start? Um, it was the 2007 Outback Bowl, by the way. Nailed it. Joe Paterno over Phil Fulmer, 20 to 10. Nailed it. Um, so, I don't know. Do you want to start out with the good or the bad? I guess I also let's need to frame that with, good start. or bad in terms of our predictions or good no. and bad from their play on the field. Let's do bad from – well, you know, why don't we start with predictions because then we can always kind of take that a different way. All so, right. All right. Well, they popped up first, so we'll start there. Let's look at yeah. the AFC East. Okay. Uh, entering the year, I believe we all picked the Bills because everyone was picking the Bills. They – should be the best team. And honestly, to to me, they've been a disappointment. Yeah. They have underachieved. Oh, absolutely. They should not be seven and three. No. They and people thought that they would be undefeated right now, well, maybe nine and one. So they lost to the Vikings, who we'll get to, but like in a game they absolutely should not have lost. Right. And then they have two division losses already. To the Dolphins and the Jets. Right. Like like just and both those teams are probably better than I thought they would be and I thought the Dolphins would be okay like right, we solid had, we had them fringe wild and I didn't think the Jets would be good but no they're better than I thought they would be and I, I don't think they're great but they're better than I thought they would be but like that Dolphins one that was in Miami too it right? was yeah and in week Josh two, Allen was maybe a little nicked up or was that the game he got a little nicked up? He got, I he got nicked up a little right. bit. That but was like, the one where it was hot. Yeah, yeah. And, they had and, the and butt winning, punt winning and, at Miami or losing at Miami is... I don't think anyone... Right, gonna, right. Especially the Dolphins have shown themselves they're fine. But losing to the Jets, that, that one could come back. And that loss... How, how they lost to the Vikings? Yeah. Giving up that huge play to Justin Jefferson... <laughs> When you know, like that's where they're going, and then to fumble it in your own end zone, like oh my gosh! So, Dolphins are right now better than I thought they would be. 
because they could honestly they could just win two or three more games and they would end up being right where I thought they would right. be. Uh, well, maybe ten wins, ten and seven is kind of where I was thinking. That theme is going to come up a couple times for me when I'm talking about like teams could like underachieve in the second half and still end up better than I had them. And Dolphins would be one of those. If they play 500 the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I know that you can't, you can't technically do that, do that yeah. but like if they go f- four and three. It's the 11 and way, 6. That's better than 11 I expected. And 6 is yeah. really good. And 11 and 6 is going to get you in the playoffs. Well, and the bigger thing to me is their three losses all, are all without Tua. Now, I know he started the Cincinnati game, but right. he got injured and didn't finish that right. game. They, so they lost to the Bengals. They then lost to the Vikings with Bridgewater, I think, or, or was the Jets game in between? Actually, the Jets might have been the next week. Yeah, where it they, was. Jets were the next They week. lost the next week when Bridgewater played like a single offensive snap right. and was hit. And a independent supposedly spotter said he stumbled, and they pulled him out of the game for Skylar Thompson, who hadn't prepared to play in that right. game. And they got blitzed by the Jets in right. the end. And then they lost. Jets the, defense is good. Right. Jets defense is good. And then they lost to the Vikings next week, all without Tua. And since Tua has been back, they've won all right. four of their games. And the Vikings aren't terrible. No, no, they're like, not. Right. But they're right. But you we'll think get, we'll get to the you, Vikings? But you think they? They probably win one of those three if two is healthy and quarterback for those three. I think it's safe to say that it's within reason that they win two of the three, like in terms of expectations, and they'd have a shot in all three. But like, you, I would absolutely, if you're like, if he plays healthy, those three games, they win two of those three, I'd probably say absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's absurd to think about. I think they beat the Jets, and I think they beat, I think they beat, the Bengals, but the Bengals is tough because Jamar Chase was still healthy at that point. So like that, that yeah, I, I think so, I think they but even if they're one and two, you know, I, like, I think that game's maybe close. It was close to the end, even with Bridgewater. Yes. But Thursday night games are so weird, man. I, they are. I, I mean, I don't want to get into woulda coulda, but Tua is seven and zero as a starter this year. I think he's twelve and one in his last thirteen games that he right. started. He's having a fantastic year. I mean, even better that like I wanted him to to take a step in the right direction this year because well, I've always been a Tua supporter. Right. And like, so my, my thing is we, we talked about this before the game, like they need at the end of the year to know whether Tua is their guy or not. And I hope he stays healthy the rest of the year. And I, I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, if you're going to stay healthy, but if he can, if he can go injury free the rest of the year, I think he's proven that he's like with his play, he's proven. Yes. He's the answer right now. at, at quarterback for them, which is huge. Like that, because if if he wasn't, then it it becomes a whole thing of what are they going to have to do? You know what I mean? Like because you've got a team that's kind of built for now. You need to make it work. So I I feel like he is. Um, he, he certainly played well enough to to earn that spot. He's playing at an MVP conversation level of of quarterback yeah he's in the top five maybe top three conversation because quarterbacks are always going to be given the benefit of the doubt there the miami was on a bye this week so no game for them and they have a must win cannot lose game against houston hosting houston too host yeah in miami right before they have a three game road trip right against three contenders right and i think that could be that could be the spot where Tua really maybe maybe has a chance to become the odds-on favorite to win MVP at if that point, they like, wanna, depending on how things go. If they want to be considered real Super Bowl contenders, they have to, at a minimum, go two and two in the next four. Yeah. 
Because the Texans should be a slam dunk win. Coming off right. a bye, hosting them, they're the worst team in the league. You have to win that game. I mean, I want them to win more than one of three against San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Buffalo. Yeah, but with all three on the road, like, that's okay. It's, it's okay if they don't, especially if that other one was at the Bills. Like, if they could manage to win at the Bills, that would be huge. Now, I know you don't get to pick which ones, but, yeah. like, you know, if you had to say losing to the Niners at San Francisco, well, obviously, you don't, you want to win them all. Like, okay. Right. And the Chargers, depending on how tonight goes, they might, well, and the games between now and then over the next month, they could be down and kind of out of it. That one might not hurt them either. But the Buffalo one, Buffalo's still going to be in it. They're going to be fighting for the division in theory. So, like, yeah. So it could be a real rough. And then your boy, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I was going to say, it could be a real rough birthday, Christmas, and New Year's for me as they could play the Bills on my birthday in Buffalo. Maybe there'll be six feet of snow again and they'll have to move the game to Detroit. Then host the Packers. So another Merry team Christmas that I girls hate. Get in the car. We're I, going to Detroit. I hate the Bills. I hate the Packers only because of Aaron Rodgers. Like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't care. That's not true. Because if Brett Favre came out of retirement <laughs> and played for the Packers. Would... I hate all Packer quarterbacks in the last 30 years. What about Doug Pearson? And, and you know how much I dislike the Patriots. And they play them in New England on New Year's Day. Was watching the Jets and Patriots go 3-3 battle where neither offense looked competent. Was the, was part of you like... The Jets gained two yards in the second was, half. Was part of you like, you guys deserve this. You deserve each other. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man, and that hopefully Miami and Tua can get their revenge against the Jets. Well, the, that, that they, they the could, next weekend in depending in on how they do. Like if 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 they were to go, if they were to win a couple on the front end of the remaining schedule, if they were to win a few more of the toss ups, that game January seventh or eighth might not mean anything. True, true. If they play well enough, it might right. not. Meaningless games can be bad. Meaningless games can be good. Can like, be very good, yeah. All imagine right, so, winning at New England to be able to like kind of lock up your position, not have to play on the seventh or eighth. So Dolphins overachieving, Bills right. push at best, if not slightly underachieving. Yeah, they've got time to turn it around. Sure, like it's, in, right. There's but, seven games to play, but they've lost some games they shouldn't have lost. Patriots, I'd say they're about where I expected them to be. Yeah, kind of sneaky, sneaky. Like, like I don't want to play them, but you probably should. Eat them. If you're, a, if I'm your looking team, at that from a Miami right. perspective. If you're but. a playoff team, they're a team you need to be able to beat. However, the Patriots are winning the games they should win, and the defense is rounding into form. Offense is weird. It's almost like they don't have an offensive coordinator. Wait, they don't, oh, they don't. have an offensive coordinator. The Jets, though, are absolutely but, overachieving. And Zach Wilson looks bad. He looked. They had more punts than completions today. Right. They're six and four despite the quarterback situation just because their defense has gotten really good really fast. Well, and I think Robert Sala. <sighs> well, we said I hated that he got the job because I, I thought they were going to turn it around and it took a few years. And, but like, man, he, I think he's had it with Zach Wilson. Like if they can find a quarterback. But here's the thing. Like the way Zach Wilson played today. Like, how do you not go to like Joe Flacco? Like w- the way the defense is playing, how do you not say we're going to go with Joe Flacco? I I mean, I know you have to know whether Zach Wilson's your guy or not, but yeah, that, that's a tough situation to be in. But by for all intents and purposes, they're overachieving. Oh yeah. So let's move to the AFC North then okay. and look at Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Baltimore, I feel like 
kind of right where I thought they would I'd, be. They are, but I'd say they've underachieved a little bit because they've given away. They've games. given up wins against the Bills and the Dolphins, which is What's huge it? because it comes back to right. AFC And they uh, handed those games away. Yeah. Should have won both of those right. games. Um, but they're there, played an ugly game today, but they won. But won, yeah. It, unlike our college football conversation, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does you win matter. your games. You you win your, you win your games. So um, Cincinnati, yes. though, right where I thought they'd be, I think we both thought they would be right. a cusp on the playoffs. Solid, but like team. some of the things aren't going their way. Like they like everything went their way last year. Right. And it there doesn't seem their offensive line has improved enough to right. To make them, and there were times today where I know it's TJ Watt, but like they're just running through them. Now they're missing Chase, and I think he may be back this week, possibly. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure. Hopefully, it's coming up for him. Steelers and Browns, though. <sighs> Steelers were in that game against the Bengals today, but their offense is tough to watch. They, I yeah. know they're trying to figure it out with Kenny Pickett, but. Najee Harris, despite that awesome oh. leaping touchdown today, right. he looks lost when he's running the ball. Yes. He, he is indecisive. He's running yes. into his own guys. He play. can't find there the There was hole. a play a few weeks ago against the Eagles when he caught a pass out in the flat and like hesitated when he could have lowered his shoulder and run for the first down. Like The defender's standing on the first down line. So if he meets the guy and just goes down there, it's a first down. And it's Najee Harris against a DB. He's, he's going to fall forward. And he like stuttered, you know, like trying to like juke the guy and he got tackled a yard short of the first down. Like, I feel like that sums up Najee Harris. And today was a quote unquote a good game for him, you know, like, yeah, but he, today wasn't a good he, game for he him. did, he's struggling. And I don't know if it's, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of he was injured to start the year. I think it's a combination of the offensive line isn't that good. Um, I think it's a combination of their passing game isn't that good. They find themselves down in games. Like it, it's it's just a bad situation all around. Um, and like as a Steelers fan near and dear to my heart says, like the problem is that like th- she's like they're competent enough to keep screwing it up by winning too many games. Like now they've only won three, but like they beat the Saints last right. week, where that you know at, for the time being they had jumped up above the Saints. You know, but now they're they would still be drafting ahead of the Saints. Yeah, darn it! But um, so I, the last thing on the AFC North today was the Bengals' first win against the AFC North. They had lost to the Steelers in Week One. They lost to the Ravens. Then they lost to the Browns a couple weeks ago, right around Halloween. So they got their first AFC North win. They are one and three against the AFC North. Now the good news, obviously, they still get to play the Browns and Ravens. But here is the Bengals' schedule oh, the rest gosh. of the year. They're at Tennessee this coming Sunday. Then they... Which is a playoff rematch from last year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because the Bengals upset them. Yep. Then they host the Chiefs, who may be the best team in the NFL. Playoff rematch from last year. Debatable. Then they host Cleveland, who they lost to once already. Then they have to go to Tampa Bay. Who is coming into form. Starting to come together. Then they go to New England on Christmas Eve. Who has one of the best defenses in the league, right? At, at the moment, like pl- the way they're playing right now. Before hosting Buffalo and then hosting oh Baltimore. That goodness. is their schedule the rest of the year. That might be the toughest schedule, which I, you go to the Super Bowl, you get tough schedules. Um, it's tough to fathom a more difficult schedule than that. I can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's rough. Now, that Bills game is on Monday night, too. So they have a short week going into their last game too, against like the Ravens. Like, right, that could 
possibly determine the AFC North. Probably will determine playoff seating unless they implode. And it's hard to imagine it wouldn't have an impact on playoff seating of some kind. In some way, yeah. So it's going to be a tough uh, go of it for the Bengals. So that that win today against the Steelers was huge for them. That was a game they yeah. had to win. Yeah. And road, and, and road division did. games are no joke. You win road division games, that's that's good for you. All right. So AFC South. This one we swung and missed on uh, we yes. think i mean it's still early but the colts have fired their coach frank reich they have benched matt ryan and then reinstated matt ryan jonathan taylor's been injured for better parts of the year the offensive line has looked awful uh yeah shaquille leonard is uh, once again out he's on ir with another back injury done for the season they've just looked really bad and the team that we've underestimated now for a few years they're becoming like my new saints i yeah. think is the tennessee titans right. who just keep winning they won at Green Bay on Thursday night, which I thought I was surprised. I picked the pa- after the Packers came back and beat the Cowboys last week. I thought it was going to click for the Packers. So did they, I. They were hosting the Titans well, at and home. Well, home team on Thursday, like, and the Titans went in and were like, "Nope, you can keep right. underestimating us, but we're right. still here." But and I'm going to keep underestimating them because I'm going to throw shade at them right now. Yeah. They're not going to win in the playoffs. Are they the AFC version of the Vikings? A- essentially, I think they are. Right. I just eventually you figure out that Ryan Tannehill is not good enough to win you games. And if anyone shuts down Derrick Henry, what else are you going to do? I know Tennessee has a pretty good defense, but I just don't think there's enough there in Tennessee. So they'll win this division because the Texans are awful. The Jaguars haven't quite put it together. They're better than last year, right? but they're, they're still not quite there. And the Colts have been a, a big disappointment this season. Right. How about the Texans though? Big step back. Like I know maybe not in, in terms of like win totals and stuff, but like, they had some momentum last year, and they fired their coach. Like, I just well, now they got rid of that Weatherby, and they're right. all over the place. Right. They're just bad. They need a lot of help, but they they are where we thought. I don't think we thought the Texans were going to be. No, I, they're no, probably honestly just, they're probably worse than we thought they were going to be. Right. We thought they'd be bad because like, I don't know if they I thought we'd be last best bad. year. But like, which I know, and this this is the problem you have. Like, they were bad last year, but they the incentive for them is to actually be worse this year than to actually grow and get better. Like that's, that's how it's set up. So while well, they're doing that, yeah, so. they are. So Tennessee has what a three game lead, essentially that I know Colts have that tie, but the Colts haven't had a buy yet. So for all intents and pur- purposes, the saints, uh, the Titans have what a three and a half game right. lead. I guess that is how that would work right, right now. Now the Colts won last week and they, Played tough today. I thought they were going to win today, which honestly that could have ch- that could have changed a lot for them winning that game. I know yeah. it's interconference, so it's not as big a deal in terms of right, tiebreakers and whatnot. Five and one, and having one two in a row, and like having some momentum. How about this though? They rushed for forty five yards on their opening drive. They rushed for forty four the rest of the game. It's inexcusable for as an owner of Jonathan Taylor. It was my fantasy roster has been Dom- struggling because in, of Dominican Sue oh. and. Lindell uh, Joseph. Lindell Joseph, they um, combined for seven tackles and a sack today. Like, immediate impact. Oh, and you get Jordan Davis back in two weeks when they play the Titans. So, yeah, hopefully ooh, you have – Where is that game? Um, I'm not sure. Do you, is it I'm a primetime sure. game? Um, I have heard there are a number of games that could get flexed for the Eagles over the next coming month. So, Why, I don't think know. they're good? I don't, is that what we're – is that what we're going with? We've gone over this. I don't enjoy <laughs> Eagles primetime games anymore. Right, I did right. when I was younger. I, know. I don't anymore. Play at 1 o'clock. That's great. All right. So let's figure that out. So um, At Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. There it is. Sunday the 4th. Yep. 
noon Central Standard Time. So we'll see if that gets Talk about flecked. a more, more useless time zone. Yep. Who cares? <laughs> It's Easter Pacific. There is no in between. What is the, this nonsense? This afternoon, my my uh, brother in law from from Colorado. It's like it's like twelve thirty. He's like, you don't have the games on yet. I'm like, they don't come on for another half hour. He was like, oh, I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, like, <sighs> yes. Speaking of Colorado, Broncos. Are they sorry. underachieving? Sorry, Coach Steve. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Coach Steve. Apologies. You, know, you can't have everything go your way when you are coaching a dominant high school football team who is 48 and three in their last 51 games has won back to back to back to back district championships. Uh, something's got to be going wrong I somewhere. Think, I think he'd take that trade He's, every day. He sacrificed his Broncos for the better of why missing However, football. A trade he would probably not take right now <laughs> is. Trading, trading for Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. That one, I feel like everyone swung and missed. Honestly, uh, yeah. this is unfortunate. He's not listening anymore anyway. But my dad was like, don't like it. He's like, I don't like Russell Wilson. Like, not as a person. Just, no, I don't no, think he's I, that good of a quarterback. You know, like five years ago, I would have just scoffed. But after right. this year, I'm like, was he was he right? Right. As, was, was he right as about Gino that? Geno Smith kind of looks good. Like not just confident, like he looks kind of. We'll see good after this. They had a bye this week too, so we'll see how he comes out of that because they didn't have a great game last week against Tampa no, Bay. No, but the Broncos look but, awful. But I give them. Here's the thing. I was like, yes, but I'm like, Seattle has to travel from the West Coast to Germany. Like, that's a long way, and so I thought so too. And then did, did they go come from the East Coast? No, but. No. If you look at it on a spherical on map, how they how they go, it's a spherical map. It's barely no difference from Tampa to Germany well, as it is from Seattle to Germany. Well, which, well, like, think that, about that, that. That's your problem. You're looking at a spherical map, <laughs> right? And it's where well, the Earth is flat. Everyone knows it. I, I was shocked by it too because I was just like, it, that that is so unfair to Seattle. And then right. when you look at it, the Makes mileage sense. is almost exactly the same. That's crazy. But I, I mean, it makes sense. That's one makes of those sense. where people now are squinting their eyes and seeing numbers fly, right, and they're right, looking right. at flat map versus the sphere. <laughs> right. I know it's not technically a sphere either. Right. Spare me. So, AFC West was supposed to be the best division in football. They're not. They have one good team. They have one great team, maybe a good team, and then two bad teams. Right. Like, the the Raiders and Broncos are not good, and they got to play each other today, so in I, which the Broncos absolutely pooped the bed. Right. I was looking. I was looking at the the potential. So there are many weeks where like the th- you only get like two or three of these four o'clock games, and half the time they're dreadful. There was a chance. So the games today, you had Vikings Cowboys, which before the season people would have picked that as a big game. That's why it was a four twenty five game. You had. I'm trying to think of the other one. You had Broncos Raiders, which was supposed starting to the be year was, yeah. a, a good game. And then what was the other one? That was afternoon game this afternoon. A one o'clock game? No, four. The other four o'clock game. There were three. Um, oh, um well, Chiefs Chargers is tonight. Right. No, Cowboys Vikings Broncos Raiders. I think I was sitting there watching. Yeah, what was the other one? Um, but I'm just trying to look here. Oh, Bengals Steelers. Oh yeah. Duh. Right. So like 
you were looking, that should have been like three like big games. Bengals Steelers. Eh, Not as Steelers, big because Steelers right, are struggling. Right. And Bengals didn't have Chase. Right. But at least it's a divisional game. And then the like, Cowboys blitzed the money. Oh my like, gosh. That was crazy. They curb stopped them. <laughs> they did. That was wild. at home. It's like their worst loss in like 50 years or something like that. <laughs> Whew. How are we feeling? How are we feeling, Minnesota? Those NFC East teams have some big wins in Minnesota. <sighs> so entering the year, back in August, and even probably when yeah. we did our preview in, yeah. in May, June, and July, could the AFC West, West, could the yeah. AFC West have four teams make so, the playoffs? So I know the Raiders won today. But again, a team that's worse than last year. And they, they got rid of their interim coach last year who Pisaccia. the team had rallied around right like, <laughs> go to josh mcdaniels he's doing a great job which <sighs> now they're so in the hole money wise well they yeah can't get rid of him. and they have to keep him like next year too like, oh, like yeah. it's not even an out like they no. could decide after like they could go three and 14 and then josh mcdaniels uh, did a great job he's uh, coming back uh, i'm not someone who how would great fire would a it coach be? after one year how great would it anyway, be though if but, he's just like look i can't afford to fire him so it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're stuck. I'm sorry, I messed up. But there is a there is a possibility that a division does get all four teams in, and it's the AFC East. Yeah, not the AFC West, unless no. things change. And of course, there's seven games left for most of these teams. Right, a lot we're can just change. over half. Right, so like there's there's still plenty to play. But like the Raiders are bad. The Broncos are bad. Now, if you told me the Chargers were hanging around, oh, okay, especially they, hey, they win tonight. They're one game back, right? And, and they have a, a and, win over the Chiefs, and they were in it and almost beat the Chiefs last time they played. Maybe should have. Wasn't there some they officiating issues? They should there? have one. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but honestly, Kansas City's who we thought they were. They're still yes. one of the best teams in the AFC. Chargers maybe a little underachieving. Yeah. I uh, thought they'd be a little bit better. I mean, Broncos and Raiders definitely underachieving. Versus what we thought and what many people thought right. entering the year. So moving over to the NFC East as we wrap up things here, Eagles are overachieving. We thought that they'd be good yes. fighting with the Cowboys yes. for first in the East, but, but at best nine record and in one, the NFL through eleven weeks, no, did no one had that on their bingo card. But honestly, more surprising to me is the Giants at seven and three. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, I, if you would have told me that it that they could have a swing up with Dable, like I. I'd believe that. I didn't know if I necessarily thought it was going to happen because I'm not a Daniel Jones like believer. No. And honestly, the way he played today, maybe <laughs> so or some of that. But like Saquon's having a heck of a year. He's the best player on that team. I although could, like isn't it weird that like they could never get Kadarius Tony going and he went and like although like it, it doesn't it fit like his his like thing for his career that he went into Andy Reid it's offense and Andy Reid got him a touchdown last week. I hope he goes off tonight. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Uncle Rich. Um, I need him in a big way. So it's just the Giants are good. Had a setback today, like lost to the Lions, and it wasn't pretty. Um, but but still, really good, really good year for them. Unfortunately, I do. I I think there's a little bit of fool's gold with the Giants. I don't I think so. they're that good. I, I hope so. I think they're going to come back down to earth, and maybe today was the turning point for that. Chargers, I don't have anything. beating the Chiefs right now. I don't have anything against Brian Dable. I wanted him as Miami's coach, right. and I love Saquon, obviously. I just I don't think they're as good as their record indicates. I think they are closer to a 500 team. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished the year at about 10 and 7. 
Right. Uh, now well, that may per- be good enough for a wild card spot. Perfect example. They're seven and three. So again, if they go five hundred the rest of the way, either three and four or four and three. Right. E- even if they go three and four, they're ten and seven. Right. Probably right there in the playoff hunt. I think. I think Dallas is going to leapfrog them. I think Dallas yes. is going to be. Well, they this, play. They play on on Thursday. I think Dallas is going to end up being, and they already beat them once. Right. Right. Didn't Dallas beat the Giants? Yes. Well? Yes. And that was in New York. So Dallas gets them on Thanksgiving. I'm excited for that game. Oh, me. Yes, they weren't I'm both excited. wearing throwbacks. Rather, the Giants wearing their th- '90s throwbacks, or is that only a home thing? They should. I, I hope the Cowboys well. are wearing their white throwbacks, and the Giants wear their their '90s throwbacks. That would be, be really cool. I hope that happens. That'll be a fun one to watch. I think the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to push the Eagles. I, I think. Oh, absolutely. I think Dallas is going to beat Philadelphia the next time they play in or in Dallas. I think Philly still wins a division, though. I think they have too much of a lead. They've given themselves right. too much of a cushion what? for them to completely I, I fall like off. I like that. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, but even like, so Philadelphia has seven games left. Even if, if they would go four and three, they're 13 and four. Entering right. the year, what would you think about me oh telling you the gosh. Eagles would go 13 and four? It, exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, if the Eagles play just above, because you, you almost have to, you don't have to, but if you almost play 500, um, the rest of the way, they get 13 wins. Even if they would go under 12 and five entering the year, if you said the Eagles are going to 12 and five, I think and, you'd be happy with that. And 13 wins still gives you a shot at the, at the number one seed. Right. You know, like, but yeah, 12 and five, like I would have signed up for that in August. Um, now again, uh, the last two weeks haven't been pretty, um, but you're going to have the ebb and flow of the season like that all the time. Right. And, and today ugly game, you're going into a team that emotionally seems revitalized with the Colts. Um, the Eagles had never won, or I'm trying to think. It was something crazy. It, it Not never, but it, it had been an incredibly long time. I think since the medical at the Maryland's, Meadowlands uh, that was 2009? part two. Oh, part two. With, with Deshaun Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah, that they had been trailing by double digits going into the fourth quarter and won the game. Um, and they did that today. Um, Cowboys Eagles is on Christmas Eve. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. At least you have a layup in the last or the second to last week. Well, and, and you beat the saints, you make their draft position a little worse. And then you play the giants. Hopefully a game that doesn't, Oh, you haven't played the giants at all yet. No, they play them twice in the last four weeks. So this is an interesting schedule for the Eagles this week. Packers. At home. At home. On, on Tennessee. The, 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 I know I know we're not fans of the all blacks for the purpose of blacks, but they're breaking out for the first time ever all blacks. Is Green Bay going to wear their white pants with their white jersey? I don't know. I don't know. I hope they wear the, like, the ones that look like the meat packer or like, <laughs> pants. So the Packers this Sunday. Titans. You, gotta, you have to win that game. Like that's a that's a must win. Titans the week after that. Titans is a tough one, but that's the week Jordan Davis may come back, which would be huge yeah, the week you're playing yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. You have a rotation of Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, and Sue and Linville Joseph in there. I like that in, in the inside, you know, uh of the defense. Then your first game against the Giants in New York on the eleventh. Right. Which then is tough. going to Chicago you have to win that on one. the eighteenth. You have to win that game. That game, then down down to Dallas on Saturday, That's Christmas a tough Eve, one. toughest game left on the schedule. In That's my an interesting one. I that uh, that game is going to be on while we're at our Christmas Eve party at my aunt and uncle's. That's going to be fantastic. 
And then week 17, the Saints, again, that's a must win. That is absolutely, oh, you cannot lose that game. Absolutely. They are not good. And you have them at home. You're not going to New Philly, Orleans. Yep, on New right. Year's Day. And then you finish up with the Giants. Make that game not right. matter. At home. Make, at and home. make it right. not matter. Right, exactly. If you handle your business between now and week 17, that Saints game, I, that Giants game won't matter. You so, know, and then. We where, t- where it gets sketchy is what if it matters for the Giants, but it doesn't matter for the Eagles. Yeah, then but, you got to decide. But in football, more than anything else, you you take care of your own guys because like it, it's it's the, everyone else's fault. <laughs> Wouldn't it be ironic for the Giants? Because wasn't it? It wasn't it the Giants that were complaining that the Eagles benched all their guys like last year. Was that last year? No, was it last year? Were the Giants ready to do something last no, year? No, no. Who was it that was complaining? I think it was because they were just awful. No, it couldn't have been the Giants. It must have been two years ago. I feel like, but the like Giants you, you know what I'm talking about when they were just like, yeah. Well, I, every year there's there's a team or a fan base that's upset because teams don't play their their guys. But no, it was it was two years ago. It was the game after uh, Peterson ended up getting fired. Then where they where they were we were winning, and we benched like we benched our guys like. Halfway, halfway through, through the, game. the game and like, yeah, it ended was up just, losing. And then right. uh, well, we haven't talked about the commanders and they're six and five again. I'd say overachieving from my expectations. Overachieving. Absolutely. Yeah. So however, the AFC and NFC East, no teams are under or 500 or under right. all teams have winning records. Right. And both teams have a shot at four teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Is it likely? No, no, because you get a lot of those divisional games left yet, but is it possible? Yes. And no one would have ever thought that in the, Two East divisions coming into the season. Uh, real quickly, because we're running late, but I want to run through these. Yep. We'll barely touch on them. But Vikings overachieving, I'd say record wise, right. I feel like they're right where I expected them right. to be. I feel they're as good as I would expect them to be, but the record so, is a little better. Starting eight and one, but losing. But the two losses are to the two better team, best teams they played. They're, they shouldn't have beaten Buffalo last week, but they did. They played Miami without Tua. And still only managed to win by eight. I, I think this team is not as good as their record indicates. They're, they're eight and two, and their point differential is minus two. But they're the, they're the, they're the closest to mm-hmm. yes. uh, zero in the yes. north because the next uh, teams are all minus as well in the right. net points. But how about the Lions winning three in a row? Yeah. Looking better, beating the Packers the other week, beating yeah, the Bears it had, last it had week. It gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, beating man, the Giants all that today. momentum they had coming into the season is gone, and I don't know that Campbell survives the season. So, well, so now they've rebounded to be where I thought they would be. Right. Because we said, I could see them going like 9, nine and 7, or 9 and 8, 8 and 9, um, somewhere in that range. Maybe they can get there. Maybe. Um, they they had that, that losing streak that didn't help them earlier, but now they've righted it. They've won three in a row. And now they get their Thanksgiving game. And, and what way to say we need to keep this game in Detroit than by winning this week against the Bills? You'd be okay with I'd that. I'd be super <laughs> excited about that. Really pulling for the Lions this week, huh? Packers are underachieving. Yeah. The four and seven. I, I don't care that they beat the Cowboys last week. They I had do. to come back I'm, in I'm epic glad they fashion. they beat the Cowboys last week. That was fantastic. But – they just lost the, the Titans. I mean, I know the Titans are good, but right. Packers should be better. Packers are bad. Bears, which honestly, is why the Eagles need to beat them this week. Yes, which Bears, I feel like are right where I thought that I, the right. worst team in the there's north. There's times where I see Justin Fields, I'm like, oh man, he's really good. And then there's times where well, uncontested throws it off his offensive lineman's helmet today. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? I I feel like the the new staff 
didn't do him justice the first like six weeks no, of they the year did. though. They, six, they've seven done weeks. much better. It's been the better the last, last three, three, four yeah. games, but they, they still they've lost the last two now. They lost yeah. the Lions and the Falcons. Right. Bad teams. And like, honestly, they could have beaten the Dolphins too. Right. Right. Like that was a shootout and they, they lost they lost three out of four that they were all in and they could have possibly yeah. won. But so NFC South is just bonkers. The Buccaneers are the best team at five and five. Now they might be getting it rolling and getting better. I still think they win the division. They're they're yeah, underachieving. They're going to win it by default because the rest of the teams are terrible. Right. They're underachieving. Which we kind of maybe thought. I don't know that we predicted it, but like you could have seen that coming from the beginning of the season. The Falcons are next at five and six. They're not a threat to do anything. Same with the Saints at four and seven, and the Panthers at three and eight. Panthers. I think we believe that they would be pretty bad this year, so I'd say that's about where we thought. Saints are under. I thought they'd be a little bit better. I'm not. I don't think that they were necessarily ever a threat to win the division, no. but I thought they'd be better than four and yeah, seven. I need them to lose and like start tanking. Honestly, I think the which Falcons, they won't do because they don't own their draft, right, so they don't care. But the Falcons, I think. I think they're a little bit better than I thought they would be. I thought they'd be oh, down with the Saints. They're like, definitely, I think they, they're they definitely be better flip-flopped. than I thought they would be. So we'll see how the rest of the the season goes. But I mean, Mario is not doing them any favors on offense as a passing quarterback. No. He's helped them be a very good running team. I mean, they knew it before, but he's not their quarterback. He won't be their quarterback next year. No. So NFC West has also turned upside down because the Seahawks, who I thought would be the worst team in that division. I thought the Seahawks might be one of the worst teams in football. Are leading that division at 6-4. and four. They're on a bye this week. The 49ers, who play tomorrow night, are five and four and could tie for the division lead with a victory. They're underachieving at the moment, but they might yeah, be starting to find I think their they're footing. Start to find their footing, though. I, honestly, I feel like the Cardinals are right where we thought they'd be. Yeah, we're not. Sold I, we on were them. not sold on them. We did think, not think they'd be good, and I don't think they are good. But the Rams, how bad are the Rams? Yeah, I mean it's tough because you can say like whatever you want about those picks and the GM did at the parade. Yeah, they won. But they won, right? And I, I don't know a single fan that wouldn't take that right. deal every single time, right? No, absolutely. But it has its consequences, and the consequences are now you can't fill out a roster without being injury they, depleted and, and like old be, guys off the street. They could get really bad really quickly and be really bad for a few years. And the thing is, it's really bad because they don't have any picks. So right. if they're bad, they're not getting like better right. in the well, long run. Stafford might have suffered another concussion today. Yeah. So it's bad in Los Angeles, so they better savor that 2021 championship because it could be a while before they're good again. I do think, in the end, San Francisco wins this division. I think they overtake Seattle. Oh, yeah, I Seattle. think they do, too. But Seattle, this is a plus for them. Like, they're doing so much better than I thought they would. They are. And this, unfortunately, bumps up Pete Carroll, I think, in a lot of people's minds. I know, I know. Uh, it makes it, him look better. But again, kind of like the early Seahawks with Russell Wilson, like, the Seahawks team is kind of fun to watch. Much more fun than they've been for the last like two or three years. Like they were, they were not. They were awful. Though. They were hard to watch, like the Broncos the last few years. And maybe yeah. that's just how that works. Yeah, I don't know. There's uh there might be some correlation there. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy to think because it's not a. I did not. Denver is the most surprising to me. I, I, the Rams are probably right up there with them. But I feel yeah. like the Broncos, because of the expectations, like people are talking about them as unseating the Chiefs and being one of the best teams in the AFC right up there with Buffalo and Kansas City. Well, but- it, it's not just that. Hackett has been awful, too. Like, coaching's been bad. The player you built your franchise around or, you know, now is is not playing well, we're the way ho- he Yeah, needs we're to. hoping to. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just not good. It's rough. It's It's been rough, so... 
Well, it was good to be back on this show. I know we went a little bit long. There's a lot to cover. Obviously, we had to talk soccer because why wouldn't we? Then college football and the NFL. And just because of the way things are with the schedule, we are not going to be here next week. We're going to take time to be with our family over the Thanksgiving holiday. But we will be back in December then for a few shows in a row on, I guess that would be the 4th, 11th, and the 18th. We'll do three in a row there before the holidays really mess things up. I'll talk with Justin. Maybe we'll be able to do something like midweek or on Saturday to not miss two weeks in a row because of Christmas and New Year's. But again, we want to be with uh, our friends and family, so we might uh, we might not be here. Just stay tuned. We, we love talking football, and we'd love to take emails, calls, tweets, whatever. You can find all that on the slide that was just up a few minutes ago, or just uh, look for Joe Mays and JRAF or the Joe Mays and JRAF show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can find us everywhere, and we appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to all those places. And check the website, uh, JoeMaysandJRAF.com or JamandJRRadio.com. But I think that's uh, about it. Anything to say for you, Justin? I don't think so. I think I'll give a, a happy birthday shout out to my uncle Bob celebrating tomorrow. And I, we missed a bunch of people in the last four and a half months. I'm not going to recap that. Sorry, you get missed out in the, in, in the fall, uh, including my wife. <laughs> uh, but that's just the way it is sometimes. But we will be back uh, in two weeks on Sunday, December 4th to talk about NFL Week 13. And hopefully uh, the Dolphins have continued to win. And... I'm still happy about the way the NFL season is going. Sounds good. It's been a while since I could say that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm I'm excited for Thanksgiving games. Um, mostly that Giants Cowboys one, not because I want either team to win, but like one of the teams is likely to lose, and right. so uh, that's a good thing for the Eagles. So, so yeah, when we're getting to that time of the year. Um, where I can say it's been so long since Miami last won a playoff game. It was December 31st, 2000. So it's been a while. It's been nearly 22 years. So I'm hoping that could end this year. Uh, that would be great. That would be, that would be great. <laughs> You'd be okay with that. I would be very much okay with that. Just to think that the things in my life that have changed in the time since the Dolphins won a playoff game is uh, what's well, a list that's, too long for me to start describing. It would continue for two weeks up until our next show. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's about it. Sorry for uh, missing the last four-plus months and most of the first half of the NFL season, but Bulldog Hour takes precedence as the Wilson football team is playing their games, and that season is over. And we are back on to pro and college football now, and we'll be back again in two weeks. So that's it for us on episode 363 of the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, For Justin Raffoff and and Joe Mays, that's me. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. 
The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Home to other productions, such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time...